It's the North Shore Vineyard Church Audio Podcast. I'm Crispin Schroeder. Today on the podcast, we have audio from our Mother's Day service on Sunday, May 9th. And on this particular audio, I got to kind of take a break. My only speaking is as an MC. We have a panel discussion made up of mothers from various phases of life and motherhood, four ladies in our church uh, who give their experiences on the joys and trials of motherhood. So the purpose of this is to kind of you know, celebrate what mothers do and, and also kind of help, help folks in their own journey to identify with the stories of others who have wrestled with uh, spirituality and motherhood and all that that entails. So we hope that all the mothers out there will be blessed by this panel discussion and uh, hopefully this won't be the only panel discussion we have. Hopefully more of them to come in the future. So thanks for listening. Don't forget to check us out on the web at northshorevineyard.org for daily updated spiritual resources. Now off to this discussion. Today we've got a panel discussion that we're going to do here in a minute, as I said. But before we do that, I've got a blog online called My Life as a Wrestler. Some of y'all didn't know that I'm, I'm a wrestler. I'm, I'm not really a real wrestler. I just like wrestling with ideas. I think the Christian faith is probably a lot more about wrestling with things than actually, you know, coming to conclusions about a lot of things, you know. And uh, so... I've got this blog where I wrestle with ideas. And so this week, the big, the big topic that I was wrestling with was mothers. I know, it's not something I, I wrestle with much. Well, the kids caught me wrestling with Deanna once now. Um, <laughs> she won. <laughs> uh, so I, I put on, on my blog this week, I, I, I put the name of the blog was Most Awesomest moments in motherhood, and I, I solicited people to kind of give me their best moments, and I said that, you know, the winner would get uh, a prize. So um, I had people, not just from this church, but from uh, all over the country send in um, their things. So I want to read a couple of the, the top funniest stories of kids, because as a mother, you, you, you know, I think Bill Cosby used to have a program, Kids Say the Darndest Things, and and. There was one mother, Leslie Cabarro. She she left me like seven things. I'm I'm thinking she could start it like a, a calendar. But uh, I want to read <laughs> inspirational calendar. But these were kind of the final list, and and we can do the applause meter and figure out uh, who deserves to get the prize here. Uh, not that they necessarily go to this church. Okay, this first one comes from Donna, and I think she lives on the South Shore somewhere. She says, "My boys were." About age nine and four, they were both acting up, fighting, running around the house, just driving me crazy. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. Frustrated that they had ignored every attempt I made to stop them, I yelled, If you two don't stop right now, I'm going to pull down your butt and spank your pants. <laughs> to this day, they still laugh about that. <laughs> don't you hate it when you're, you're trying your best to be angry and something like that happens and you, you lose the moment? This one comes from a, a local person, Faith. Faith, and uh, this, this com- compliments of, of Asher. 
She, she wrote in, she said, one week Asher kept asking to sleep in our bed, and we kept telling him no. He had to sleep in his own bed. One night during that week, Asher was talking to Zach while he was getting tucked in for bed. Asher said, Daddy, why do you get to sleep with Mama? And Zach said, because she's my wife. Asher took a few seconds to think about that and said, Mama, uh, Mama can be my wife, and then I can sleep with her. <laughs> and Zach said, Boy, it doesn't work that way. You have to find your own wife. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, a Leslie sent in like seven, and, and, and most of them were pretty good. So uh, here, here's one. She said, uh, Leslie goes to the Kenner Vineyard. Um, she said, Aiden, her son, asked, to, asked me to pray for him one night at bedtime. And after, after I asked him if, if he would pray for me, he said, sure, and began to pray, Dear Jesus, please take care of Mommy and me, and please help Mommy to not say bad words. And please help her to not spank me. Amen. <laughs> so I had to clarify these bad words in, that he was talking about. He said, you know, when you get mad and talk real loud. <laughs> Another one from Leslie. She said, about a year ago, John and Caitlin were having a conversation about God and Jesus. And John told Caitlin that Jesus was coming back one day. And she looked at John and asked him if we could invite Jesus to come over and play a game. And then one last one. This is, this is from the ouch category that, that she sent in. She said, okay, here's one more. Just to add insult to injury, the other day Aiden comes up to me and puts his hand on my little pooch on my stomach and said, says all excited, Mommy, you're getting another baby in your tummy. <laughs> ouch, that one hurts a little. <laughs> sometimes kids say funny things, sometimes not so funny. Um, I got... One more here, I think. I thought I had two more. Okay. Yeah, this one comes from a lady named Terry. She said, my daughter was two, and my, four, my son was four at the time, and I had noticed that my daughter's pants were wet. So I asked, Casey, did you pee in your pants? And her reply was, no, Mama. Bubba did it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Well, this morning, instead of me talking, you know, about Mother's Day and everything, since I don't have a whole lot of experience in that category, uh, I, I thought it would be kind of cool to do a little panel discussion of various moms in different places in, in, you know, different phases of motherhood. So this morning, we're going to, uh, I'm going to invite the mothers that I've invited to come up here and sit down at our table here. And we'll pass this mic around and not this mic. Oh, is there a mic on your table? Okay. Uh, here. Uh, and I'm just going to, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of a claustrophobic ch church here. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll stay out of the. And this is the point where you can turn off the slide because it'll. Uh, <laughs> So why don't, to start off with, why don't we go around mothers and just explain at what point in motherhood you're in, and, and say your name too as well, but, uh, you know, what age your kids are and where you're at. So why, why don't we start with uh, Nicole here, and we'll go. 
<laughs> Smile on. Um, my name is Nicola Tor, and I have two children, Maverick, who's 13, and Autumn, who's 17. And I've been married for almost 19 years. My daughter's going to be a senior, and my son is going to be in eighth grade. So that's where I am. Hi, I'm Judy LeBlanc, and I have a son who is 43 and a daughter who is 40. Uh, four grandsons, 15, 12, 6, and 3. How long have you been married? Oh, I've been married to Al, my husband, for 25 years. Yay! Um, I'm Dina Schroeder, Crispin's wife, and I've been married, it'll be 13 years, um, August 2nd. So I think I'm kind of proud of myself for that. Um, uh, I am too. <laughs> and I have my little Ezra over there who will be seven. And Tevia just turned 11. I'm Faith Wilson. Um, I have two little boys, Asher, who's four. And I have Ari, he's eight months, he's asleep back there. And I'm married to Zach, we've been married for, um, it will be seven years, Zach, seven years in October. <laughs> <laughs> he said it feels like 20 sometimes. <laughs> well, the, the reason I wanted to do a panel discussion this morning is I, I, I find, as with many things in Christianity, that you know when I first became a Christian, everything I heard sermon-wise, and even when I turn on the Christian radio station, it's like everything was just like, man, following Jesus is just, it's, it's, it's easy. It's, it'll just give you, you know, everything will be happier, easier, you know, wider teeth, fresher breath, and, and you'll just, uh, and so I spent many of my years as a Christian just kind of bummed out because I'm like, man, I get around people at church and they seem so happy and like they got it together, and I'm like, man, God, if anybody knew the stuff I was struggling with, you know, they'd probably kick me out of this place. And so it was only a as I kind of went on and began to actually hear people being honest about their struggles and, and, and the joys, too, that it really helped set me free to start dealing with stuff on the inside. So I thought it would be kind of fun today to, to, to talk about the joys and the struggles of motherhood, you know, because, uh, you know, just, just to realize that it's, it's very hard being a mom, but it's, it's very rewarding at the same time. And at the same time, God just does some tremendous things as you live out that calling as a mother. So I'm just going to ask, a we got like four questions here this morning, and I think it'll be cool to kind of hear the various, and y'all don't have to answer each question in the order that you just answered them. But the first question I want to ask you is, what is, what has been your greatest joy in being a mom? Or we can go on to the biggest fear. <laughs> uh, talking about getting real. <laughs> I think that my greatest joy has been to see how my children have grown up and grown up to be mature, responsible adults um, by the grace of God because it wasn't by any particular parenting that I did because I was not the best mother. And I just thank God that he was there watching over my children. I was um, 
divorced when the children were probably 10 and 13, and it was very difficult. We had moved here from Los Angeles shortly after our move here, which, by the way, we knew no one here. Um, my ex-husband left to go back to California, which left me and two children um, basically to pretty much fend for ourselves with no support system. Um, I was pretty busy working and trying to put food on the table, and I'm afraid that my children did not get the attention that they needed, but by the grace of God, he took care of them and watched out for them. Uh, during their teenage years, they were not your mainstream children. My son played guitar in a heavy metal band. My daughter had more shades of her hair than she did her clothing. All her clothing was black. Her hair was in various shades, whatever met her fancy for the week. And thank God Al sent Al my way because I was not, I had become a Christian when I was a teenager and tried to be a good Christian while I was married to my first husband. He was not Christian. And that made it extremely difficult. And when we got the divorce, things were so difficult, I basically turned my back on God and said, why am I going through this? I, you know, I felt like I was a good person, and I felt like I was doing what I was supposed to do in the marriage. So I've turned my back for a good many years. And I think that, you know, and my kids went through such a stressful period of time and due to my lack of faith. And later, my God sent Al to me, and through the two of us being united, which I really do think was a plan of God, that we found our way back to God. And, um, and everything has turned out very, very well. Uh, our son lives here in Covington, and he and his family, and they're a good Christian family, um, he no longer plays in a heavy metal band, and he no longer has the earrings and the long hair and wearing the spandex pants. Uh, <laughs> he would be mortified if he knew I was saying that here. But anyway, um, and our daughter, um, despite a lot of problems in school and so forth, she ended up getting a law degree and is an attorney, and she's in Missouri and uh, uh, we're all doing well, and things didn't need to be that difficult, I think, had I just kept my faith in God and known that he was going to have a plan for me and take care of us. Well, I wrote my stuff down, so I just want to look at it and refresh my memory of what I did say. <laughs> I, no. Not really a cheater. I just, You're prepared. I have a plan. I'm a planner. I'm Paul. I'm a planner. So, planners. <laughs> um, and actually, I, I had to help, get help, because Crispin, like, I'm a very emotional person. Like, I feel very deeply. And so it's hard for me to put words to my emotions. So, Crispin. Kleenex on the table. Yes. <laughs> Crispin helps me with that, but um, let, up, girl. let it out. <laughs> let me talk now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but I I do remember a time when um, 
mothering seemed to be maybe a burden because I thought I thought I was giving up my dreams um, when really um, God had birthed my dream in my child. So, um, but in that, my deepest joy has come from um, being able to enjoy mothering now. And um, an example of that is um, we were going to go on uh, an anniversary vacation thing. We were going to leave the kids at Crispin's dad's, and then we were going to do a bed and breakfast. But Tevia had just gotten her tonsils out, and I knew she was not going to be better by the time we were going to need to leave. Crispin, being as optimistic as he is, was going, oh, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I'm like, okay. But I knew. So um, I, um, I really, I told Crispin, I was like, I'm just going to stay behind with Tevia. And um, you and Ezra, just go hang out and just be guys. And um, I didn't feel cheated not one bit to where I believe earlier in my life I would have. And so my joy has come because God has changed my heart um, and I have embraced uh, being a mother. I feel like I really shouldn't be up here with you all. I'm a new mom. Um, I lose my patience all the time. <laughs> I, um, I think my greatest joy is even in the midst of losing my patience is my little man coming up to me and that unconditional love. Um, <laughs> um is him coming up to me and just loving me. Uh, I mean, after apologizing to him or whatever, he's just still, that unconditional love that comes from them, it just baffles my mind. And the funny things that he says and the honesty, um, like the tummy thing yesterday. I was trying on a swimsuit and he <laughs> he's with me in the fitting room and he's like, I love your tummy, mama. And he's like, jiggling it and I'm like okay that's my motherhood that's fine you can jiggle it because that's from you that's fine but it's just it's the funny things that they say that I see something so negative I don't like it and he's like oh, I love it and so it's just I mean the joys that comes from him I mean even this morning it's just I'm telling him I love your outfit you look so cute and I wish I had an outfit like that. And he says, oh, and he said, why, Mama? Why do you want an outfit like, like mine? And I said, well, because you just look so cute. And he came up to me. He's like, I think you look cute all the time, Mama. And it's just, just the sweetest things that they say. It's just the love that you get. Even though I know I have so much to learn as a mom, their little sweethearts are just so forgiving. And, I mean, that will set you for the rest of the week, a little comment like that, you know. So I'm just finding joy in uh, 
and them and my kids and just the smiles from the infant. It's just Asher's going to be doing a class for the men in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell I tell Zach, I was like, you heard you heard your boy. Do you heard him? <laughs> He's got one up on you, babe. <laughs> anyway, I just it's it's just a good time. It's enjoyable. Well, um, I can remember when we were had gotten together that first time, and, and when you had asked that question, I was thinking, well, my kids are always like, Mom, you're never happy. So I was thinking, what, what is my joy? And I just remember, <laughs> and they don't think I'm happy. Um, I remember um, really two things. One, I loved being pregnant with them. And when I gave birth to them, I remember them coming out and just thinking how perfect how perfect they were and that this was the very closest to perfection that I would ever get but I really had nothing to do with it you know like I had nothing to do with it and this was the closest to perfection that I would ever get in my life and then I remember they're um they're four years apart and so I felt like I always I mean I always had a jogger in front of me this stroller type jogger and I was always walking and walking and one day we went to Alabama to see my um, in-laws my mother-in-law had said, well, why don't you just go walk in by yourself, and I'll keep the kids. And I was like, oh, yes. You know, I get to be alone by myself. You know, so I'm walking, and I'm free from this jogger thing, and all of a sudden I start to feel very uh, vulnerable and almost, you know, just exposed and naked, and I didn't have anything in front of me. And, and I just began to cry. <laughs> you know, the first time I get to be alone... And I started crying. And I felt like the Lord was, you know, telling me all of these, all these great things that you think you want to do. And they're really was stupid things. Like, I wanted to do photography. I mean, not that that's stupid, but whatever. These things that I thought, these great things, like as soon as I was done with the kids, that I was going to do this. And he was like, this is the greatest thing that you are ever going to do. Ever. It's basically an attempt to raise these children, you know. That's mine. Yeah. Well, just just to go with you know light, easy questions here this morning. Um, <laughs> we got the joy one out of the way. Uh, now, now, what uh, you 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 can choose one of these two questions. You know, what's your greatest fear? What's your been your biggest struggle so far as being a mom? Pass, pass, pass. Uh, <laughs> um. Okay, um, greatest fear is that, you know, I guess it's just a given that when you're a mother, you make mistakes, and there's somebody's watching you all the time, and so they're bound to get hurt, you know, because we're just human. Um, so my greatest fear is that the consequences of my actions would cripple them, that they would become a victim and not rise up out of it, not um, not try to look, you know, I, I just want them to look to God in their pain and not lay down and become a victim in life. I don't want them to have that victim mentality of, woe is me, this happened, this person did that, this person did that. You know, get up, who cares? 
who did what, get up and make something of your life. That's what I want my kids to do, make something of their life. I think my greatest struggle has been the regret that I have by not having been there more for my children to look back and know that I was not the best parent, not the type of parent that I would certainly want my children to be. Um, I think that years and years ago, I remember asking one of my pastors the question, and this is kind of a question similar to what you asked the other night at Bible study, Ricky. And my question was, well, if you can be saved at any point in time, why wouldn't you just go out and have all the fun that you can have and then before you die say, okay, I accept you, Jesus Christ, and then you die and you go to heaven, but you've had all that fun. And, and he, he said something to the effect that, because you will have to live knowing what you have done and so forth. And at that time, because I was so young, it had no meaning to me. But looking back now, I realize that had I been in step with Christ and lived my life differently, I wouldn't have the regrets that I have today. I know I've been forgiven for those mistakes but still yet, I have to live with knowing that this is what I did. I had a choice, and I didn't make the right choice. So that is my biggest struggle. And uh, thank God that he's forgiven me and my children have forgiven me. Mm -hmm. And he will restore the years that the locust has stolen. That's what he says, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have two struggles. I came here having one, and now I think I have two. Um, yeah, they're just like evolving right now. One is um, I feel like I'm, like I'm always in the trenches. And I know, like, I mean, my kids have heard all this, so, you know. And I'm digging, and I'm just, you know, my head's down, and I'm just, I'm raising them, and I'm, you know, and I'm being, trying to be consistent. And so that is like, that's the one struggle, just doing it day in and day out, and I'm not looking up. And so then the fear is that I am just missing all of this great stuff with them. You know, like I'll, I'll have a teacher pass me and go, gosh, you know what, Autumn and Maverick or Maverick, you know, what a great kid. And I feel like it's a little breath from heaven, like, okay, you, you, you know, just keep on, just keep on. And, and I know you're good kids. I know that. But the struggle is, is not lifting my head up enough to see it, to recognize it and acknowledge it. So, right, right. And, um, and also, because I'm down like that, I remember years ago, a friend of mine came up and she said, you know, I just want to let you know you have the aroma of Christ. And that's, that's all great. I really appreciate that. But I'm afraid that, like, after I've raised my children and they go, that they've never smelled Christ on me. You know, like, I'm thinking they're going to have a testimony. Well, you know, I was raised, but my mom wasn't saved, but I really am saved. <laughs> you know, like, 
I'm just afraid that they are not going to see the joy of the Lord because that's the other struggle as I at work and here I'm like, hey, you know, everything's great and I really am happy and I'm not, I'm not faking it. I really am happy. But then when I get home, that's when I hear, mom, why are you angry? I'm like, I'm not angry. I'm just making your sandwich for lunch tomorrow. You know, so it's like I am not the same person and my husband will tell you the same thing. It's a struggle, and I'm not doing it on purpose. I really do have joy at home. I really am happy. I'm just making your lunches for the next day. So, you know, that it is. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, our all ultimate daily fear, your kids are going to get stolen and abducted and, and, and hurt. That's like a daily, yeah. supposed to follow y'all that's just anyway um (laughs) um, I have quite a few struggles but I guess I'll just share maybe one or two um like Nicole said um I think that as a new mom I'm trying to figure out how to juggle it all um and kind of like Dina said you know her her greatest joy was Um, God revealed to her that this is her dream and her children. And I've had lots and lots of dreams and I'm trying to figure out, do I, am I still allowed to dream? Am I still allowed to want to spend time with my husband? Am I still allowed to go out with my girlfriends? And am I still allowed to hang out with my mom without the kids around or my dad? And, and I love being with my kids, but when you're, when you're a stay at home mom, that is your life. And I'm trying to figure out how to be an awesome and joyful mom um, and, and have fun with my kids um, and get everything done at the same time. Pay the bills, practice worship, you know, which is my passion. Um, but I really, that's like the last thing on the list because I got to pay the bills. I got to do this, got to do that, got to clean the house, got to do that. And I don't get it all done. And then I feel stressed about it. And then my kids pick up on the stress and then they're like, yeah, can I just go outside? You know? And, um, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, basically it's okay if there's dishes in the sink and that will always, yeah, that'll be there tomorrow. And who cares if they come over and see my nasty floor and it's okay because somebody will come over and clean it for me Um, (laughs) or my laundry room has a mountain of clothes it's like I'm I'm trying to learn to let that go and just enjoy these times that I have with my kids because I know when Asher was born I was one of those moms who was so insecure but so afraid to ask for help um because I didn't want to be judged and I didn't want um, people to think that I would mess my kid up, which I, I thought I was going to mess him up, but I didn't want them to know that. Um, I was so insecure. I, it was hard and I just missed out on a lot of just enjoying him as an infant. And I feel like, thank God he was an infant. He can't remember that. And I feel like I have a second chance with Ari and it doesn't take away from my love from him. I never understood that your love multiplies when you have another kid. It's not divided. It's not. You don't feel like, 
I'm not going to have enough love to give. And what about Asher? I'm so afraid he's going to feel left out. It's amazing. It's just, it multiplies. And so I feel like this is another gift. I get to enjoy the infancy and I don't have to, I don't have to regret. I try not to regret missing out on that with Asher. Um, and God is gracious. He does restore. So just juggling it all as a mom. Well, I, I, I'm trying to figure out which, which question to kind of wrap up with. Um, and I think probably the better one would be, how has God revealed himself to you as you've been a mother? Um, you know, how, how has, and, and obviously some of y'all have already shared that, but, but what is, I, I think that's one of the most amazing things, certainly even being a father, w- when kids come into the world, th- there is slightly a, you have to readjust everything in your life, but at the same time, God reveals himself. So how have you experienced God through being a mom, specifically through being a mom? I asked if I could go first this time, <laughs> so I don't have to follow y'all. Um, that and mine's kind of heavy. Um, a f- about almost two years ago, um, Zach and I were trying to get pregnant and to get pregnant to get pregnant, and I didn't want my kids to be this far apart. I wanted them to be maybe two years apart, um, and I just couldn't get pregnant and um, finally got pregnant. Um, this was soon after Gustav completely destroyed the only house in Covington that they, that Gustav destroyed, it had to destroy my house. Um, uh, soon after that, uh, like a week after, after losing everything, um, we found out we were pregnant and we were just so excited. And then soon after that, I had a miscarriage and I was devastated and I was so mad at God. I was like, how could you let this happen. How could you let everything I have be destroyed? And then the the one relief I feel like you gave us after trying for so long, um, you let, you took away, basically. Um, I was mad, mad, mad. And I wanted to turn my back on God, which is a very weird thing for somebody who feels called to be a worship leader. Um, I was ready to walk away. Um, but then, uh, one night I was just sobbing and sobbing and I couldn't sleep and I was praying and I was like, God, I just, I just can't handle this. I I need you to take this from me. And I had heard moms and dads say, once you have kids, you'll understand really, truly how God loves you. You will understand that unconditional love. And, and I kind of didn't have that yet. I, I didn't have that experience yet, but I'm in my bed crying and crying. And it was like, God just showed me. He was like, you know that love you have for Asher? And I'm like, yeah. And I was just overwhelmed with the love that I had for Asher, and I was crying. And I felt like he said, you would do anything in your power to protect him, anything. And I was like, yeah, God, that's why I'm mad at you, because you didn't protect me. Um, And he's like, well, sometimes, you know, we live in a fallen world. Things happen. Um, And he showed me, but... If anything happened to Asher, my heart would break for him. It would it would break. And God showed me that's how my heart breaks for you. And I just cried and boo-hooed. And it was like that moment I was like, okay, God, 
you really do love me. You love me. And it was like I had that experience as a mom to hear God's voice. God's When we go through things, God's heart breaks for us. He's not up there being like, are you going to turn to me? Are you, what are you going to do? He is broken for us, just waiting for us to climb in his lap. And that's what he showed me. I'm like, okay, God, this is way cool. Because that's exactly what my child would do. He would be hurt and he would crawl in my lap from mama, you know. And um, just experiencing God's unconditional love has been amazing. No. Um, I was just listening. (laughs) Okay, so how has God revealed himself through mothering? Um, You know, um, Joyce Meyer has a book out, and it's called Beauty for Ashes. Um, I believe my life is a picture of that, and even in my mothering, I've seen God make me into who he told me I was going to be but didn't believe him because I was just so messed up. And not that I'm all together now, but I was really bad in the beginning. And um, so just that he is faithful to bring forth uh, something beautiful out of something so ugly. So. I think God has revealed himself to me through his care for my children. I think that um, it made me realize that he was watching out for them, and it reinforced my faith and my belief. And I just thank God that he did that for me, even though I wasn't walking with him in my day-to-day life. And I realize now that things did not need to be that difficult for me. Had I only stayed faithful to him, it would have been so much easier. And now I know, even though by any means our problems are not over, I have a grandson who has a learning disability. There are other problems in the family. And so it doesn't mean that now our lives are all hunky-dory and there are no problems anymore. But I know that he is watching out for us and that he has a plan and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And there's such a great peace in knowing that. That's good that he's just like an overseer. Mm -hmm. He's just there. Yeah, it's good. Um, God has shown me that, um, of himself, that I know like in one version of the Bible, I used to say, oh, love covers a multitude of sins. Well, I think in the King James or the New King James, it says, love covers over all sins, all sins. And that's how I feel like. And also, um, you know, he, just through my own, because hello, Maverick and Autumn, does mommy screw up all the time, (laughs) daily, Daily, I'm apologizing, and they're forgiving me, and, you know, saying, Mom, you're so, here goes the melodrama, you know, and all of this. <laughs> but God, God looks at my heart. Yeah. I mean, and that's what I've learned, that as much as I 
mess up over and over again. He is looking at my heart. And I, I mean, I, I literally feel like he's like, okay, just move out the way. You totally screwed that up. Sit down. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix this for you. You have messed up. I'm going to handle this. Because he knows in my heart, I didn't want to freak out like that. I didn't want to react to them instead of respond. I didn't want to, I didn't want to do, I don't want to do the things that I do. I want, I want the best for my children. I want to be, you know, this I want to be the ideal mom that I know we can never all be. You know, this cookie mommy that we all have in our heads, that I know my kids have in their heads. But he's looking at my heart. He's looking at your heart. And because he knows that our hearts are bent on goodness for our children, he's taking care of all the, the muck that we do. <laughs> I know that because I have great kids, and it's not because of me. I can promise you that. But we do get to be a part of that, even, even as we mess up. He's allowed us to share in this. It's humbling. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, just to kind of sum up things here that kind of I hear y'all saying, and even last night when I was talking with Dina, I, I think that, um, and the, the one question we didn't get to today that I kind of said that was a possibility, but, you know, what, what do you want your children to to, to kind of take away from you. And, and I think that from what I hear from all these moms, it, it, it's kind of the same thing that, that there's a sense of I'm going to screw up, I'm going to mess up, but I'm going to submit to God in the midst of it and, and let God change me, you know, because ultimately, you know, yeah, we're, we're all, we all mess up. But God, if we keep submitting to him in the midst of the process, he, he meets us in our weakness and our impatience, whatever, and, and he does bring something beautiful forth from it. And, and I think we all certainly see see that from all y'all, and, and certainly even from the rest of the moms in here um, that, that we're kind of celebrating today. So I just want to thank thank y'all for sharing this this morning. And uh, and, and I hope I hope that if you're a mother in here, you, you can kind of walk away thinking, you know, wow, Maybe the things that I'm struggling with aren't so unique. Maybe I'm not the only person in the world that has these feelings. I think there's a lot of commonality here that you got mothers from all these different perspectives uh, in, in life, it, you know, kind of facing similar things. But one thing we want to do before we close today is uh, we have a special gift for all the moms. And I'm going to, Dina, you want to pass them out? I won't ask Faith to, they're in the box over there, right next to you. Uh we we got this book called the Coffee Moms Devotional. That uh, it's a free gift to, to to all the mothers, and uh, you're welcome. And this this was actually written by a a lady who's uh, at Vineyard Church up in Denver. Um, and and so far the responses I've got from my my test reads of mothers, I haven't read it, but I, I hear it's real good if you're a mom. So. I don't know. I don't know. If Dina will we if Dina will read Wild at Heart, I'll read uh this this devotional. So uh The whole thing? Oh. Dang. All right, I guess I got my reading mapped out for me for the coming week. <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Stop.
Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. And, and I come here, free books. You know, we, we can't do like the church in Corpus Christi at Easter where we give away $2 million. But, uh, oh, thank you. Good. <laughs> yeah, miss him too. <laughs> I know, I saw it. A lot of haircutting going on. Uh, you know, and one thing, too, if your mother, this devotional Dina was even saying, Mary, it's for you. Even step stepmothers count as mothers, okay? Right? Amen? So, and spiritual mothers. Any any form of mothering. So, take a book. Oh, yeah, we got we to gotta give one to our guests at the table, uh, the least that they could get. Um, but you know, one thing Dina was even saying, you know, we did these, uh, we did these little three is enough groups back in, uh, the season of Lent where you get together with two or three other people and moms, this is a great book. If you want to just find, uh, <laughs> if you want to find two or three other, uh, mothers to just get together, go through it. There's 30 devotionals in here, so you can either go through it once a day or, if you don't like to read that much once a month, and, and it'll take you through like four years worth of uh, months with, with some other ladies. I just want to close with a with a word of prayer for the mothers in here, and then you can go out and have lunch with them and uh, do all that. Lord God, we just we just thank you. We thank you for uh, the the love that you revealed to us through your children. Lord, we thank you. God, particularly for the mothers in our lives, God, the uh, mothers of our children the and, and the mothers of us, Lord, we just, uh, of each of us, God, we just pray today, Lord, just your continued revelation of yourself to mothers, God, and that you'd continue uh, to help them, help them love children, help them to be a light, help them to stand up for what's right. And, God, that, that you would just continue to bring beauty from ashes, God. And, uh, God, I just pray today you would bless all the moms here in a special way. Uh, you would bless them as mothers and, and just give them some special times with you in the coming week. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for coming out to this episode of The View. And uh, we'll see you next Sunday, 1030, up in here.